Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is a daily dose of Medicine Walk. I decided that since I'm up here on my mountain for, well, for however long I'm up here on my mountain, that I may as well make the time useful. And I had been thinking for quite a while about trying to do a daily broadcast. So now that I've got the time to do it, I decided to make it a Q&A format. So I put out on Facebook and Twitter any, you know, a request for questions to come in. And so I'm going to be addressing those questions here on the channel. So let's get into it. Now, our very first question comes from Amina in the San Francisco Bay Area. And her question is, I'd love your thoughts on how to help someone get slash learn slash understand what showing empathy looks like. People are still confused about the difference from sympathy and how to practice either of them in real time. Thanks. Well, thank you, Amna, for the question, and it's a really good one. Uh, first off, the idea of sympathy versus empathy. The best way that I've found to explain that is sympathy is saying, I feel bad for you. Empathy is saying, I feel bad for you and I need to get involved. It's normal to, you know, feel that, you know, if somebody's going through a difficult time, uh, you can sympathize either based on your personal experience or just, you know, observing what they're going through. And yet there is not that need to get involved. For an empath, and I've said this before, an empath can only be as happy as the least happy person in the room when they're unmanaged. So the idea of as a reflex action, the empath, in order to feel okay within themselves, are going to do what they can to help others. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not doing it for a good reason or that we're being entirely selfish, but there is a little tiny bit of selfishness because if others are okay around us, we can be okay. So the idea of what is the motivating factor for sympathy as opposed to empathy. And the main motivation is to restore balance because we are very sensitive when things are not in balance. Also, when people have a problem often they will be drawn on an energetic basis to the people who they believe can help them. Empaths are known for being very good listeners. They're known for being uh, really good at understanding what someone is going through without the person really having to say that much. So they feel comfortable. And often empaths are the people who everybody says, oh, you know, you're such a good listener. I really like talking to you. You really understand me. So it is very easy for them to get kind of wrapped up in the drama of someone else because once that person is taken care of, then everybody can feel better. So that kind of, I mean, I hope that that addresses the sympathy versus empathy and the idea that, um, that for people to recognize 
when and how to apply empathy. And that also depends on the level of understanding they have about having it be a choice and not a reflex. For those you know, who have empathy as a reflex, it can be very hard. And in fact, empaths can be very good at not recognizing boundaries because they get locked in on what it is happening energetically. So they have a tendency to kind of butt in to things that they honestly don't have a stake in, but they feel that sense of, of longing to help somebody else feel better because they can perceive it as if it's their own feelings. And especially right now where people are going through a lot of anxiety, it is important for empaths to really be able to step back because, as I said, we can very easily cross a boundary just because we want to help. Just because we can does not mean that we should. And it's important for people to learn that. Now, empathy is about resonance. And for somebody to be referred to as an empath, um, I would probably replace that with the word a resonant. And a resonant is someone who is able to match the energetic frequency of someone else of, in some cases, objects in some cases. I mean, it, it is very interesting that most of the time empathy gets locked into, it has to be human and it has to deal with emotions, which isn't true. Empaths can, can match the energetic frequency of anything. And I do mean anything. Stones, plants, um, yeah, for those of you who have a, a Emotional attachment to your car. Yes, you can match that frequency too. So it doesn't require being a human being or being able to demonstrate you know, overt emotions. Um, we're going to be talking about things like, you know, your pets and your plants and, you know, pretty much almost anything around you, including you know, the air, the trees, the, you know, the earth, anything that has an energetic frequency is something you can resonate with. And it does take practice. The reason that emotions are such a sort of an immediate reactive experience is because emotions carry a lot of energy. And the intensity can really overwhelm an empath. So as far as the correct way to utilize empathy, first, it's realizing that it's not always necessary. Second, if it is necessary, how much is necessary? Third, if it is necessary and you've determined how much is necessary, how do you determine when it's no longer necessary? It is a tool to be used. It is not something that should be on all the time. Because the thing is, if you learn to use it as a tool, your connection to it actually becomes that much stronger. When it's not going all the time, you can really be very aware of the time when it does engage. 
and that engagement should be based on what you believe and what you think. These concepts are kind of unusual for a lot of empaths because for the most part, people who have been empathic have been told, first, you can't control it. Second, you are a victim to it, which if there is anything that I want to just debunk is the fact that there's nothing you can do about it, that you are a victim to it. This is a gift. It's an ability. And it is a tool that can be used in some really amazing and wonderful ways. And being able to discern when it's necessary and when it's not is a key part of really being able to activate it in a much deeper way. So I would say that it's very, very important for empaths to learn to be able to have choice. And that's really what I'm, my goal is, is for empaths to understand that they have choice and that in that choice, they'll be able to explore it from the perspective of, well, this is a skill. This is, I mean, for some, yes, you can consider it a psychic phenomena. And as long as we understand that as empaths, empathy does not give us the whole story. Empathy does not give you everything you need to know. It'll show you a snapshot. And then when you get very, very good and practiced at it, you can start putting snapshots together and kind of create a, not a story, but a perspective on it, on what's going on with that person. Often, if I'm connecting empathically to someone, it's just so they can feel comfortable enough that they can be able to speak freely with me. And as soon as we reach that place where they feel that comfort, I shut it off because then my sympathy and my compassion kick in. I don't need empathy if the person is already telling me what's going on. And it's not what's going on in their mind. It's what's going on in their spirit more because it talks about the fear that they have. And in a lot of cases, fear is alleviated just by having somebody feel free to talk. You don't require empathy, you know, to carry through that conversation. All it's meant to do, you know, when counseling is just to open that door just a little bit to help them feel safe. And then, you know, your other skills take it from there. So appropriate uses of empathy are, you know, involve healing. You can use it in healing work. You can use it in working with um, plants. Plants and stones are excellent places to work with empathy. Pets, very young children. Children are instinctively empathic. So often if they find an adult who can resonate with them, they're very aware of it. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways to use it and there are absolute reasons why it's not necessary. Somebody who is an accomplished and managed empath can tell the difference between necessary and unnecessary. So if you're dealing with people who are not clear in 
what it is they do or, you know, overstep boundaries. You know, just because, like I said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Everybody has a right to privacy. Everybody has a right to autonomy. And everybody has a right to make their own choices and not be influenced by others. So it's a responsibility. And it's a gift. And it is a tool to utilize. So um, I really, you know, hope that this answered your question. If it didn't, then uh, get a hold of me and I can go into more detail in whatever direction. Or, or if this has just led to more questions, then <laughs> let me know what those are and I'll do my best to address those. Alrighty, that's my question for today. And as questions come in, I'll just take them in order and each day I'll be answering one. So, thank you for joining me. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and see you tomorrow. <laughs>